to be in his presence. His presence is right in your home. His glory is right there. I sense the power of God. I sense the move of God. I sense the presence of God. He's moving right now. Everything that you have up before, I believe God is he's preparing the way. He's making the way that he will move on your behalf. He will grant you your petition. He will give you your heart's desires. Just wait on him. Uh, and he said he will renew our strength as the evil. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and we shall not fail. Oh, I believe the report of the Lord today. I believe the report of the Lord today. So we give God praise. At this time, we're going to move forward in the service. I want you guys to prepare your hearts this morning to give. I want to say you all have been doing a phenomenal job in virtual church. Um, I could not ask for a greater group of people to shepherd. I'm telling you, God has remained consistent. He's remained faithful. That God has blessed us with increase and overflow. And I'm releasing that over every house. Nobody in New Covenant Worship Center's family, nobody connected to us, they will not go lacking. Nothing will go lacking. I decree that over your home, over your family. So if you're ready to give, I want you guys to go and you can go to Easy Time and you can give online. If you go to our website, you can click the Give tab and you can give there. Or you can mail in your tithes and offerings to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Once again, that is New Covenant Worship Center at 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. I encourage you all to get seed in the ground in this hour. God has continued to bless. He's continued to give us unexpected income, continue to bless and meet every need. And we just believe, God, that he's going to bless your house. So come on, let's sow and we're going to move forward afterwards. Don't forget about your UHF fund. You can still get good to that. And we believe, God.
and I'm grateful and honored that this is our last Sunday in the month of April. God has allowed us to see this fourth month. We're in the 26th day of this month, and God is still yet blessing us. He's still keeping us. We're still in the land of the living. And so we just thank God for being here. We thank God for his grace and his mercy for keeping us and meeting us here week after week. We thank God for our team, media team, our musicians and the sound, and everybody who comes out to support. We appreciate you. Um, before, Pastor Meeks, you said you want to go first? Pastor Meeks wants to go first. Before I have Pastor Meeks come up, I'm going to give you um, your, our latest updates as far as the coronavirus, uh, with the numbers of where we stand according to the world of meter. According to the world meter, this is worldwide, um, 2,940,993 cases of coronavirus have been identified. There have been 203,822 deaths. This is worldwide. There have been, this is where we shot at, 842,074 people have recovered from the coronavirus. Amen. So we're grateful for those who have recovered, and we're praying for those who have lost loved ones. Here in the state of Illinois, I mean, not the state of Illinois, here in the United States, this is the United States of America, we have 960,896 cases with 54,265 deaths. This is what we shout about here in the United States of America. We have recovered people, 118,162 people have recovered from the coronavirus. So we give God praise that we're going to yet see a decline, a, de a decrease in the numbers of cases of positive testing. And we're going to see this thing be eradicated from the earth. I'm binding up the words they're saying it's coming back in the fall. It's going to come back in the winter. I'm binding all those words. We're speaking life. We're going to be able to live and enjoy one another. We're going to be able to have fellowship. We're going to be able to interact without any social distancing. We're going to be able to interact without any crowd restrictions. I believe that God is going to restore us, and he's going to give us an opportunity to get praise. So at this time, Pastor Lee says she's going to go first. You know, uh, about the last Sunday, the seniors. Oh, um, I, I, another big shout out to um, all the seniors on last Sunday. We had a phenomenal time. Um, we had an opportunity to go by about nine or ten seniors' homes, uh, those who are 65 and older, just to give them a gift bag and just to say thank you for standing with us and being, you know, faithful to the things that they do for the ministry. We had some fruit, some candy, and just a thank you card just to encourage them um, because sometimes, you know, we can forget about our seniors and, and what they have to deal with and they may have to go out and get prescriptions. They still have to go out and go to the grocery store and they still have to be mobile. And so we were just honored and grateful that everybody was excited to see us. And, um, and it was a blessing to see them. And we were just as much excited. So God bless you to our seniors and everybody that's a part of the ministry. We love you all. We appreciate you all. And we cannot do this without one another. So I thank you for standing and being faithful to the vision that God has placed at New Covenant Worship Center. At this time, excuse me, at this time, I'm not going to prolong the service. I'm going to ask Pastor Peace. She's going to come. She's going to minister the word of God with praise and revelation knowledge and understanding on today. So come on, Pastor Benicia, I'll welcome her up to the pulpit. Pastor Benicia's in the building. Amen. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Amen. I am excited uh, to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, and as Apostle said, in spite of it all, God is yet good. And look, I'm going to give y'all a good five to ten minutes, and I'm going to have my seat. And 
and I'm going to yield all my time to the apostle. I'm going to let him reclaim his time. Amen. <laughs> um, but I'm grateful for what God is doing, and, and I want to encourage you on this morning. Um, this, this thing is truly a testament of, of what we're living, what I wanted to minister to you on this morning. Um, last Sunday, um, Apostle and I were walking, and we just started talking and ministering to each other just a word in Acts 16, and he said, that's a word you can preach. I felt that thing. Now, that was last Sunday. I wouldn't know that Friday I'd have to experience some of this stuff, and now I just want to minister the word. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to Acts, the 16th chapter, and we're going to go in the Amplified Version. Amen? Amplified Version. Listen, I'm not going to be before you thumb, so I just want to give you this. Let me give you the backdrop. In Acts 16, you see Paul and Silas, they were on their way to prayer. Amen. And as they were on their way to prayer, there was a young girl who had a spirit of divination. And so she she worked witchcraft, a, a soothsayer. That, that was her gifting. And she brought her owners. She was a slave girl, the Bible says. And she brought her owners much gain. And so Paul, she followed Paul and Silas around for days. Days saying, these are true men of God. You know, these men are preaching and bringing people back to the kingdom. Well, finally, Paul and Silas got tired of that spirit, and they rose up and they rebuked it and healed her from speaking and operating in the spirit of divination. Well, I'm going to pick it up in verse 19, and I'm going to read what happened. Amen. So 16 and 19, and this is the amplified version. But when her owners saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and they dragged them before the authorities in the marketplace where trials were held. And when they had brought them before the chief magistrates, they said, these men who are Jews are throwing our city into confusion and causing trouble. They are publicly teaching customs which are unlawful for us as Romans to accept or observe. In verse 23, it says, the crowd also joined in and attacked against them. And the chief magistrate tore their robes off of them and ordered that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods after striking them with many, many times with the rods. They threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He, having received such a strict command, glory to God, threw them into the inner prison, the dungeon, and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. But in verse 25, it says, But at midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoner were listening to them, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the very foundation of the prison was shaken, and at once all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were unfastened. Uh, if you need a title, I just want to preach in isolation. Uh, let me pray. Father, I praise you and I magnify you, God. I thank you for this word, God, and what you're getting ready to do, oh God. Father, I thank you that self will decrease, God, and that you would increase in me, oh God. Father, prepare the hearts of your people, God, that they may the word and receive it with gladness, God. We pray that it's that it will be sown on good ground, oh God. And Father, we thank you that this word, oh God, 
will be life changing for us, oh God. And that we will come out, oh God, as better people, oh God. And we give you praise. In isolation, in isolation. Um, I'm reminded back in elementary school, you know, we used to get those reading assignments and we would get a story that we would have to read. And, and if you, I'm gonna take you way back. I think they were called SAR stories. And it would be a little booklet. And so one of the things, the assignments when you read the story, you had five things you had to pull out. You had to pull up the who, the what, the when, the why, and, and the other one was the how. How, here, what, when, where, why. You, you, you know what I'm saying, you had to pull that out. And so I wanna speak to you today about being in isolation and pull out those five W's while we're in isolation. Listen, a place of isolation is that state of being in a, a, a state or a place or a situation where you're separate from others. And sometimes we feel like that right now, that we're separate from others, that we're in a place of isolation, a place that nobody understands. We're in a place where it's difficult. We're in a place where we're feeling alone. We're in a place, a situation that no one else has experienced, but we're just in this place. Amen. That's the what. What is this place? Where am I? Amen. I'm reminded of the story here in Paul and Silas. The Bible says that they were fasting and that they were in agony. They were in an agonizing position. That place, that what, that place that you are in may seem like an agonizing position. What do you mean, Pastor Denise? An agonizing position is a position that causes great physical and mental pain. Um, you undergo great mental anguish through worrying about something. Um, you're suffering extreme pain or anguish to be in agony. Amen. So that what in our situation or in our life may be a place that we quite don't understand or we don't quite know how we got there and we don't quite know where the end will be but it seems like we're in a place of isolation that we're separated from a lot of other people and we don't have the chance to really connect like we need to so I'm in great agony in this pain I want you to know that it's important the who the who is who you go through this situation with I think that Paul and Silas were glad that they were locked up together that they had another believer who knew the word and who knew the power of prayer and who knew what praise and worship would do um, this text ain't just about praise and worship shaking the foundation and getting you out of a place amen but it's about the power of God that even in my position even in a place of isolation and where I'm at if I know who I truly serve the king Will you become a victor? Will you look different? 
Um, you know, we had, is this coronavirus real? Uh, we had a lot of conspiracy theories, and I don't know if they real or fake, because my position doesn't change with every conspiracy that comes out. Because my position is to yet believe and trust God in spite of it all. My position is to yet pray, to yet decree and declare what the word says, because the word is a sure foundation. So my position and our position as believers should not change when we hear different things come up and say, oh, it, you know, they're trying to kill off a certain race and they're trying to do this. Well, God is so awesome that he exposes the planet of the enemy. And it's our job as believers to begin to pray and intercede that no weapon that's formed against his people will prosper. See, it's our assignment to continue to fast, to pray, and to speak the word in truth. So we love to ask God, why? And I'm sure that Paul and Silas in their humanity may have asked the Lord, why? Yeah. All we were doing was a good thing, God. God why God. must I be isolated? Why must I be in this situation? Let me tell you, it's some benefits in isolation. He said, what? It's some benefits by being by yourself, yeah. With no distractions, it's some benefits. It gives you a chance to focus, to clear your mind. It gives you a chance to think more clearly. It's an opportunity to be revitalized in your mind and your body. By spending time together by yourself, you get a better understanding of really who you are. You get a better understanding of your desires in life and what's really important to you. You get a better understanding of who really was your friends and who really was in your circle, amen. You're more likely to come out making better choices once you come out of this thing because you know who you are, amen. You see a boost in your creativity and you see a boost in your productivity and things that you put on the back burner for years. You, you get a little encouragement and say, well, this is the time that I'm going to do this or this is the time that I'm going to do that. Oh, I want to encourage you that you're not alone, amen. In isolation, somebody's always there. That's always one. It's just me and my computer in my sunroom. So I felt 
very productive and I felt very creative and I told the little pastor, I said, well, if I got to be here, this got to look good here. I got to change my whole mindset. I said, let me get a chair. I need a rug. I said, you know what? I need to order some curtains. I said, come on, let's clean this out. We cleaned it. We mopped it. We wiped down windows. Come on, I cleaned it up. I said, okay, now let me set up me a little table and a, I got to put me in a good spot where I can see. So I set me up where I can look out on the patio. I can see the birds. I saw the birds building a nest in one of my neighbor's beds. You know, I just got excited about where I was. Come on now. And so I had to shift my focus. And I focus on the fact that I'm stuck in this little sunroom all by myself. But I shifted and appreciated the place that God set me. And I said, I'm going to begin in this situation. I'm going to change the outlook and how it looks all around me. So all I see is beauty. All I see is joy. All I see is the things that make me happy. I got a, uh, I've been getting packages every day. And so for my birthday, I was blessed. Thank y'all. And I said, I'm about to buy me some church shoes. So when, sh when church opens back up, I'm going to be ready. Yeah? Come on. Y'all know how it is. And so my shoes came in the mail last week. And I was so excited. And I took all the shoes out. And I just put them on display in my she shed. I said, you know what? That's a good spot for them. Because I want to look at the things that's beautiful and look what God is doing despite of everything that's going on. I still want to stay connected to God and be encouraged on what he's doing. I want to encourage you today. As you are in isolation, know that God is pulling something out. He's separating something. Just like Ed, the yoke, and the white, he separates something. You have to separate to bake something. Listen, God is doing a separating so that he can bake up and pull out something out of you. I want you to stay encouraged. It might be an agonizer for you. It might be hard to be stuck. But know that if you get into a place and just begin to pray and to praise and to sing him, despite of what you're going through, God will give you the victory. Come on and give a hand of praise right now in your home. I'm going to bring the apostle up. I just preach transpire, but yet in the midst of it, God is still in the midst, and he has a plan to bring you through and bring us out. Amen? Amen. So, real quick, uh, I want to share very familiar passage of scripture, as we've been teaching and talking about faith over fear. She hit on isolation today. I want to go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. I'm in the NIV version. Um... I want to read in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, and then I'm going to have you all read with me in Joshua chapter 1. Um, but Joshua is, is, is such an amazing um, man of God, um, and I really appreciate his particular tenacity, uh, his particular desire to serve, um, because he was given something that uh, he didn't really understand the fullness of it. Um, of what it could, you know, what could happen and how he was going to move the children of Israel along into their place of their promised land. And, you know, sometimes we can receive an assignment 
and it seems as though, you know, this thing is too overwhelming, this thing is too hard to bear. Um, those of us who are now living and we're, we've made it to 2020, just as Pastor Lee said, 2020 we've said perfect vision, 2020 we've said uh, so many different things that we said are going to happen and, you know, going to manifest through this year. People are excited to get married on the 20th day um, in 2020 and, and all these other various things that come along with it. But what I believe is that God has ordained for us to still be here and in this land to see 2020. Because this is an area, this is something that we've never seen before in our lifetime. This is something we've never experienced before, that things are shut down. You can't go as you want. You can't do the things you were designed to do. And so now this particular assignment that's been given to us, I believe he's well equipped us that we can come through it. We can overcome it and we will not be defeated. So we have to be connected to God. We have to stay in focus to the things of God so that we know that there is a promise on the other side of this. There is a destiny that God and a, per a perfect will that he has through all of this. And so no matter what it looks like, no matter how you know it's being portrayed to you, no matter what they're saying in the statistics, no matter what they're constantly feeding you on the news, always remember that Jesus Christ is still in control. God is still on the throne. He's still the author and the finisher of our faith. So we just give God the glory, we give God the praise, and we give him the honor. So let me read Deuteronomy 34 at verse 9 because I want you to get this in your spirit because in order for us to go through this, in order for us to come out with faith over fear, we have to be filled with the spirit of God and the spirit of wisdom. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, he says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Listen, God allowed Moses to lay hands on Joshua and to transfer that spirit of wisdom to be upon him. Because in order for us to get through this place, in order for us to come out of isolation, in order for us to come into a place of faith over fear, we have to ask God daily for wisdom. We have to seek him for wisdom like never before. Because the enemy is cunning. The enemy is trying to distract us. The enemy is coming with plots. He's coming with plans. He's coming with things to try to devour us. But we have to remain constant and knowing that the spirit of wisdom rests upon me. Why? Because God, Jesus Christ, has given us a spirit of wisdom. He's given us wisdom. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him act. He says, so nobody has to lay hands on you. We are new covenant believers. All you have to do is ask God for wisdom and he will give it to you. So now we see Joshua has the spirit of wisdom. He's filled with the spirit of wisdom and he is going to have the ability that the people are going to listen to his commands because Moses said, I'm leaving. I'm getting ready to go. Moses is about to die and I'm leaving Joshua in charge. I'm leaving Joshua in a position to take you to your promise. God has ordained Joshua to take over the ministry of Moses, to move the people to the next place. Who's going to move you to your next phase? Are you ready to go to your next level? Or do you have the wisdom? Are you seeking God for counsel? Are you seeking God for direction? Are you asking God, what is my next move? What's my next place? What's my next destiny? My next purpose? My next assignment? Don't become complacent to think that it's all doom and gloom. Don't become complacent to think that it's all about the death and the sickness and all, all those things around you. People are still living. They're buying cars. They're buying houses. They're getting promotions. They're getting new jobs. God is still moving. So we have to maintain our focus. In the midst of it, God is going to take us to our destiny. Come on. Amen. So look at Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to start reading in the NIV at verse 1. 
It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river of Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Listen, Joshua was given an amazing assignment. Come on. And so in the midst of everything that was going on, here it is, this young man has been given this opportunity to go forth and lead the children of Israel into their promised land. And God had given him the authority, the same authority that was given unto Moses. He said, I'm giving you that same power. I'm giving you that same anointing. I'm giving you that same wisdom. He said, no one's going to come against you all the days of your life. I want you to understand, this thing will not come against you all the days of your life. This will not be a seasonal thing that we're going to go through the COVID virus us every season and every year. This thing will die. It will not have any power. He said, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I need you to understand, God has made a promise to us that he said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Yeah. We have to believe that like never before in this hour. He said, be strong and courageous. He was encouraging Joshua not to allow fear to overcome him based on how he looked and perceived the assignment to be so arduous. We have to know that God has equipped us to be able to handle it. He said he would not put more on us than we can bear. So we have to be able to know that if it's come to your doorstep, if it's knocked on your door, God has already given you the ability and the, and the opportunity that you're going to handle it and you're going to come out of it. It's some things you had to deal with in your lifetime that you didn't know how you were going to make. You didn't know how you were going to persevere. You didn't know how you were going to make it till tomorrow. But God found a way to bring you through. Why? Because he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And so he said, be strong and courageous. In order to come through this, you got to have a strong mind. Notice as Pastor Denise was teaching and she was sharing about Paul and Silas. They're in isolation. They had to have a strong mind. They had to have a strong mentality in order to resist the plan of them getting into a place of having a pity party. Getting them into a place of feeling down about the situation that they're in. Feeling in a place of, uh, of depression and hopelessness. No, they decided to change that particular way of thinking and they started praising God. They started magnifying God. They started lifting God up because you have to understand, I have to hold on to the courage of God. I have to hold on to the faith of God because that is what's going to sustain me. That that's what's going to pull me through this thing. So God was encouraging Joshua. Isn't it amazing that God will encourage you? You don't have to wait. When you say you're lonely, you don't have to wait for a person to encourage you. God will speak to you. God will encourage you. God was encouraging Joshua. It wasn't the people that he was getting ready to serve. It wasn't the people that he was responsible for. It was God that spoke to him and said, God said, be strong and courageous. He said, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. I love the fact 
that God said, I'm giving you something that has been promised to the ancestors. It's some stuff that's been promised Come to on. us by God. Come he on. gave you some promises at the beginning of the year. Yes. Don't think that he's now negated. Don't think that he's forgotten yes. about. Don't think that we haven't been in intercession for those first 20 days of prayer. Do you think that was for not? Come if on. we had not been praying, there could have been millions of people that would have died from the coronavirus. If we had not been praying, there would be a yes. more tragedy, more devastation. If we had not been praying for the governors of the state, if we were praying for the politicians, yes. praying for the mayor of the city yes. of Joliet, praying for the mayor of Chicago, praying for police superintendents. We were praying and interceding. Do you not know things could have been more devastating? But God would begin to steal the hand of the enemy and he would begin to push back the thing that was trying to destroy you. Because that thing didn't come out your dwelling. That thing didn't come out your household. God has protected you. He's watched over you. Why? Because he said he, you, you should be strong and very courageous. He goes on in verse 7. He said, be strong and very courageous. Mm -hmm. Now, he repeating himself. Mm -hmm. I'm here to let you know, just as much as the enemy talk to you, you got to let God talk to you. Come on. And you got to sometimes repeat the thing that God said to you. If God told you to be strong and be courageous, now you, this is the time for you to start talking to yourself. Oh, I got to be strong and be courageous. This thing I was in this weekend, I said, God, I'm not going to compromise in the world system. I'm not going to take what they've given me. Come I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to believe the word of the Lord. I'm not going to compromise this thing. I'm going to trust you. And God's going to release me. He's going to release me. He's going to free me up because God has given me the opportunity that I can stand on his promises and I can see him in action. Isn't it amazing that God will put you in certain situations just so you can see him in action? Just so you can see his hand move? Just so you can see him prove himself? We asked the Lord, we said, and God has said in the beginning of the year, he said, this is the year he's going to prove himself to us. Oh, God, I need you to prove yourself right now. I need you to prove yourself like never before. Because he said, be strong and very courageous. He said, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. He said, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. I want you to know that as we be careful to obey the law, careful to keep his commandments, God said he is going to give us great success. He's going to allow us to be successful wherever we go. Come on. So I don't care where you go, there's going to be success. Why? Because God has anointed you with the spirit of wisdom. He's giving you grace. He's giving you mercy. He's giving you courage. He's giving you strength. So God said, I'm going to allow you that wherever you go, you're going to have success. I need you to believe that. I need you to understand that. No matter what it's looking, looking like, you're going to have success. You're going to prosper. He said in verse 8, he said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. What? You got to talk about God. You got to talk about his word. You got to remind him of his promises. Remind him of the things that he Come said on. that you will be. He said you are more than conqueror through Christ Jesus. He said that you are the head and not the tail. You're above only and not beneath. He said you are the first and not the last. You got to begin to remind God of what he said about you. He said you're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. You got to begin to give God back his word. He said that you are blessed and not cursed. You got to speak that thing. He said as long as you keep this on your lips and then what? Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Notice, he said you're going to be prosperous and successful. So no matter what it looks like, once God says that I am going to be prosperous and successful, can't no devil in hell turn that around. Can't no enemy come in and snatch that away from me. Can't yeah. nobody come in and tell me that I'm not going to be prosperous and successful. Paul and Silas were on their assignment. They were doing what they were chosen to do. Joshua was doing his assignment. And the enemy would try to come in and bring in fear. He would try to come in and bring in torment. But God would begin to speak. He said, 
will make your way prosperous and successful if you meditate on my word and do what is written according to my word. He said, and here it is again, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? This is the third time he's telling them to be strong and courageous. He said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. God was repetitively encouraging Joshua. Why? Why do you think, why do you think we keep coming here? We got to encouraging you. Why do you think we keep coming here trying to build you up? Because this is the time you have to constantly hear those words. Yes. Because the enemy's bringing words of doubt. He's bringing words of fear. He's bringing words of confusion. He's bringing words of hopelessness. And so we have to counterattack him. And we have to speak those positive things yes. that will produce life. Yes. We have to combat him. He said, do not be afraid. He said, I commend you now. He said, be strong and courageous. It's the third time it's told. He said, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Jesus. So wherever you go, God is going to be with you. You don't have to be discouraged. He said, don't be afraid. Because fear will come. Fear comes because of the unknown. I don't know how the outcome is going to be. I don't know what's going to do. When somebody's, when your destiny is in the hands of somebody else and you don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to choose, how they're going to direct, how they're going to minister, this is why you got to begin to pray. God said, I'll turn the, he said, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he'll turn the will so way he chooses. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. So you got to begin to believe his report that you got to begin to encourage him. you got to begin to encourage yourself in the situation knowing, God, the hand of the king is in your, your, your the heart of the king is in your hand. Turn it right now. Turn it in my favor. Turn it in my favor. Your landlord might be still trying to put you out. I command his heart to be soft. I command yes. that you will have a place to stay. I command that they will extend you grace. You will have grace on your condo. You have grace on your lights, on your gas. You have grace on your insurance payments, on your cell phone payments. Whatever debt obligation, they will extend you grace. Because God is faithful. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And then after that, he begins to tell the people at verse 10, because notice, faith without works is dead. God can't come and build you up and then you don't go out and start walking out the assignment. God has promised you some stuff, so you got to start moving on. Come on. At verse 10, he says, so Joshua ordered the authors of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and to take possession of the land your God has given you for your own. What? So you mean to tell me that Joshua went out and acted and he told the people, he said, get ready. I want you to tell somebody in your house to get ready. Get I need ready. you to tell them, get ready. Get your provisions ready. Come on. Get your provisions ready. Yes. Because in three days from now, you will cross the Jordan yes. here to go and take possession of the land your God has given you for your own. There are some things that God has promised us even in this particular pandemic. It's some stuff that belongs to us and nothing can hinder it from coming to us because God has given the command. He said, get up, get ready. In three days, you won't cross the Jordan. He said, all the things you've gone through in the wilderness, all the stuff you've gone through, all the rebellion, all the heartache, all the pain, he said, I'm getting ready to take you in. Come on. I'm getting ready to bring you to your promise. Everything that you've been through has been worth it. Everything that you've gone through, it was to build you up. Everything that you had to endure, it was to give you the ability and the strength to know that God was on your side. That yes. God was working it out in His in, in your favor. So all you got to do is believe. And I'm going to drop down to verse 16 and I'm going to close it out. And we got Pastor Glenn and Pastor Debbie here. I just want them to come with some words of exhortation. You haven't seen them in six weeks on, on, on your TV screen or in church. They came in today. So in verse 16... 
He said, then they answered Joshua. He said, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. He had given them instructions on what they were going to do, the, the particular tribes, how they were going to go in and overtake the people. And then at verse 16, they responded to Joshua and they said, whatever you command us to do, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. So because God had established Joshua, he had given him the spirit of wisdom and he had told the people that the same grace that was on Moses, on him, the people were willing to obey. They were willing to submit to his commands. They said, whatever you commanded us, we will do. You got to get to a position and be able to do what God is telling you to do. God has given you some specific instructions. He's given you some specific, some specific things in this hour. And if you're obedient and if you're willing to do what he's instructing you to do, you got to be able to move on it and God will bless you. He said, just as we fully obey Moses, so we obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against, against your word and does not obey, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Listen to this. They said to him, only be strong and courageous. So now the people were able to encourage him. The people were able to speak to him and tell him, be strong and courageous. Because they know that if I don't have a strong and courageous leader, we're not going to make it. If I don't have a strong and courageous person and, and, uh, that, I, that I'm following, we're not going to make it to the promised land. We're not going to overcome those particular enemies that I, that I possess in the land that belongs to me. It's some stuff that the enemy's trying to occupy that belongs to you, and you got to root them out. You got to begin to overtake that territory. You got to begin to know that every place where the soul of your feet shall tread, you're going to possess the land. So that stuff belongs to you, and you got to do whatever it takes to get it and get it into your hands and get it into your possession. Be strong and courageous and watch God move. So God has delivered us from the spirit of fear. He's given us faith. He's given us power. He's given us hope. He's given us joy. And just as he did with Joshua, just as he anointed him, just as he used him to take the children of Israel into that promised land, God can use you to take you into your promise. All you got to do is meditate on his word. All you have to do is keep his commands. He's giving you the instruction. He said, I'm going to make your way easy. I'm going to make your way prosperous and successful. That is the promise of God. So don't lose hope, people. Stand on his word. Be strong and be courageous. And I'm telling you, when you hear this testimony and what God is doing in my life, you're going to know God is real. You're going to know that God is real without a shadow of a doubt. And you're going to know that when God has a plan for your life, when God has an assignment on your life, when God has something that has to be done in the earth realm, the enemy's going to try everything he can to circumvent it. He's going to try everything he can to try to discourage you from walking out your destiny and your purpose. But I believe God today that in spite of it all, I still have my joy. In spite of it all, I can still say thank you. In spite of it all, I still can give him the glory. So come on, Pastor Glenn and Pastor Debbie. Y'all grab a mic. some words of exhortation. Whoever wants to give some words real quick first. Y'all can stand together however way you want to do. Six feet apart. You gotta go one at a time. Praise the Lord. We can't get oh, we can't go together? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> one at a time. Praise the Lord. Is that on Just tell them your number of your mic and then turn your body. Turn the mic. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord in this place. That was an urgency on today for me to get here. I don't know why. But I, I woke uh, Pastor Glenn up this morning and I said, is we going down to the church? He said, yeah. He was, he was moving slow. He's normally quick. 
He was moving slow. I was dressed, sitting downstairs with my coffee, ready at the door like this. So I'm like, well, okay, let's go. If Apostle wanted us to say something, we're going to be late. Already, we're going to be late. But I tell you, on the way here, doing the praise and worship as we were listening on Facebook Live, I felt the anointing of God moving, even through the airways. There's going to be so many souls that's going to flock to this place. I'm telling you, when we got in here, the urgency, the anointing was so high. Apostle, he couldn't come out. Pastor Lee's went to another level in worship. Minister Tony began to tap into that place where God is trying to get him. I felt the Holy Ghost in this place. And I'm telling you, God is amazing through all of this. I've had to learn some things in this hour. Some patience. I'm very, my tolerance is very low for foolishness. But God has taught me how to humble myself in the situation. I'm telling you, it's a place of isolation, Pastor Louise, that people have no idea where God is trying to take us. I'm telling you, God is doing something in the atmosphere in this world. Not just New Covenant, but all over the world. God is doing something. But I tell you, I like the place where God has me. Yes. Because I've grown up. Come on. I've stepped up. Yes. My world life has increased. My revelation knowledge has increased. Yes. I can hear the voice of God so clear. I'm telling you, God, I just want to say thank you, Jesus. I want to just encourage each and every one of you guys that are listening. Take heed to what the man and woman of God is teaching us in this house. Because one thing about it, they are true servants and soldiers in the army of the Lord. So take heed. Get before the Lord. Get into isolation, as the woman of God said. Get, get into isolation. And watch what God do. You become new. All old things will pass away, and behold, all things will become new. So I just want to encourage you guys. Pastor Denise, that word was on point. Apostle Jonas, that word was on point. I'm telling you, you guys stay encouraged. You are on schedule. Yes. Don't allow the enemy to take you back. You are on schedule. God bless you. Yes. Facebook Live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus. Glory be to God. Yes, God. My God, my God. He's a good God. He's a great God. I thank God for this opportune time. I thank for Apostle and Pastor Lisa allowing me to stand before you all. And uh, I thank, thank God for my awesome wife, Pastor Debbie. You know, Facebook Live, it's an awesome thing that we in the house of the Lord, we pressed our way here. Yes. And we just thank God just to be in the house of the Lord. You know, you, you've been away from the from the house of the Lord for like 30 days and you just come in and you just feel a, a freshness and a fresh newness, you know. And just, and just trust God. Even though, now don't don't start running down to the church and being in the place. Everything is well. We in the right place at the yeah. right time. God is doing something even in his isolation. 
You, he'd give you time to have communion with him and, and speak to him and allow the word of God to, to manifest. Just like as, as Apostle was speaking about Joshua. He was, God was continuing encouraging him, encouraging Joshua because God knew what Joshua was going to endure, but Joshua didn't know what he was going to endure. He said, be encouraged, be courageous, because he, he wanted him to continue having that zeal and that fire. He wanted him to continue on pressing on because, see, Joshua was a warrior. So God said, be courageous. He didn't want him just to go and be feeble. He wanted him to be courageous in the Lord. Keep yeah. on with that fire. And I thought about it. I thought about it as, as Moses brought the children of Israel out of captivity. And just like us, he, he took them to a land that the sea, the Red Sea was there. And they couldn't go no further. Come on. They couldn't go no further. So they were standing there. And just like we in isolation. So he said, where are we going to go now? Yeah. What do you think about it? Moses started seeking God. He seeked God. He said, God, what do you want me to do for the people? And he opened up the Red Sea. Just like God is going to do it for us. He's going to bring us out of this place. But he yes. wants us to get in his presence. Yes, God. And that's what he did with the children of And they walked across the sea my on God. the dry ground. My God, my God. He's going to allow us to walk across on dry ground. And then what he did. This is in Joshua 24, because the Lord gave him this word. Then when he did, when, when King Pharaoh and his chariots came behind him, he covered them up. Yes. So his batteries don't have no power. Yes. Because the, the water represents the spirit of God. He's going to cover it up. And we're not going to hold in and be fearful of these things. We're going to walk across on dry land. Yes, and I thank God for this time. So be encouraged. God, be courageous. Because God, you in the hand. You in the hand of God, and nothing can take you out. So we thank you, Facebook Live. We thank you for God's people here at New Covenant Worship Center. We thank you for all across the globe. You all be blessed and be encouraged. Thank you. My God. We give God the praise. We thank God for Pastor Glenn and Pastor Debbie yes, in the building. God. We're just grateful and honored, and we thank God they had an opportunity to come out and share this morning. Listen, I want to continue to bless you guys and continue to encourage you all. Continue to remain consistent and faithful and connected to God. Don't lose hope of what God is doing. Don't lose sight of what God is doing. Continue to maintain your faith. Don't get into fear. Allow your faith to ride over and override that spirit of fear that tries to talk you out of your blessing, to talk you out of your place of destiny. God is still moving. He's still encouraging the people. I'm going to end today on some quick testimonies. Um... So one of the members called me um, this week, and this is the shout out Deacon Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Deacon Jerry is, 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 is one of a kind. Um, you know, if you ever meet him and have an encounter with him, you'll know he's one of a kind. But he has a heart of gold, and he picked up the phone and called one of the members while he was in food for less. And he said, um, you need anything? I haven't heard from you. Make sure you're all right. You need anything while I'm in the store? She was like, wow. She was like, thank you for calling me. Thank you for reaching out. She's like, I don't need anything, but, you know, um, well, maybe I'll get you something. You know, I'm in here. So we got her some lettuce, some cucumber and tomatoes so she can make her a salad. She's like, you know, I'm making this salad today. And so he got it and brought it to her. And I just want to say that as we continue to show the love of God, even during this time, as we show the love of God and, 
and what the Lord put on our hearts to bless the seniors on last week, that that anointing begin to fall down. And I know Deacon Jerry is not the only one. That's as many stories that have transpired throughout the Covenant Worship Center in this time we've been going through. The Trevinos dropped off tacos to them on last week to the uh, to uh, Deacon Jerry and Sister Carrie. So, and I'm just excited for what God is doing in this hour. And then uh, I believe it was Monday. Monday, uh, one of the uh, members called us and they said, uh, I need to talk to you and Pastor Benice. And I said, well, I'll call you later when I get off working. And I will call you on speakerphone. And the young lady called and she said, you know what? She said, I've never been a part of a ministry to, sh to show this type of love. She said, I've had so many phone calls from people to check in on me and um, to reach out to me and just to see how you're doing and if you need anything. And she was really just amazed. She said, she's been to a lot of churches. She said, and I just love you all. She said, because you're faithful and, and what you're doing is amazing. She said, I want to bless you and, and bless your family uh, with dinner. I want to buy your family dinner. She said, what's your cash app? I'm going to send you some money. And so we were just grateful and honored. She sent $100 so me and our, our family can have dinner. I'm telling you, God is amazing in what he's doing. And because of you, if you listen to God, if you seek him for wisdom, I thank God that when this thing happened, um, as leaders, and I'm gonna minister, y'all just, just I'm ministering to you. Just you ain't got nowhere to go. Right there at home. The only thing you're gonna do is go turn your television on and, and watch what you're gonna watch. Ain't even no sports on. So you got a you, you got a few minutes. Um I, I want to encourage the leaders that in this hour, sometimes we hoard wisdom and we don't want to share. I want to encourage pastors that. You now, this is the time. You gotta shepherd the sheep. This is an opportunity because I thank God that God has given me a true heart for people. And because I was shepherding the people before the pandemic, it wasn't hard for me to make adjustments. It wasn't hard for me to go out of my way and drive around to 10 different people's houses Sunday after we ministered the word for a few hours just to encourage the people. You gotta begin to do things as the people know that you care. They're not gonna give you and extend their blessings to you if they don't know you care. Dr. Ariana teaches that. He said, How can you expect some of the people? I don't know how he says it, but he said, You gotta first let people know that you care about them. And so we care about the people genuinely. I don't, I don't, I don't sugarcoat this. I, we don't put on a facade, but we don't put on a show. But we put things in place. I, I, I called out to our leaders. I said, I assigned leaders to have a group of people. There are over five people that you're responsible to call once a week. Just to check in on them. Just to say, hello, pray for them if they need it, if they need anything, and get off the phone. That's it. You have to use wisdom and bless the people. I can't call hundreds of people. But if you got leadership in your house, if you have people who have been assigned to be ministers, elders, deacons, put them on assignment. Use your leaders. Don't be afraid and don't be worried. And I, and I told them in, in the conference call, I'm just being transparent. I said, this is not an opportunity for you to go prophesy and give you know, a thousand words to people and all other stuff. Because we know sometimes people may get off. And it's not to say that that's wrong or anything. Some people may have a word and need to share that word. But just use wisdom. But we just have to be in a position to let our guard down and allow people to encourage one another. And you'll see how far it goes. She said, because that, that thing blessed me. And it, it encourages the hearts of the people because we're in an hour that we've never seen before. And, and, and I'm telling you, I need your prayers like never before. I need, I'm soliciting the prayers of the saints. 
I need your prayers like never before. I encountered something this weekend I never have experienced in my entire 44 years. Never. And here it is. We declared this year first. And here I experienced something for the first time. But I'm telling you, I'm believing God. You don't know how I made it here this morning. I was going to have somebody else preach. I know I was going to preach. I said, the Holy Spirit told me, he said, you're going to minister the word of God. You're going to continue to do what I've called you to do. He said, because it's a part of your growing, it's a part of your building, it's a part of your making. I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to bless somebody down the line. I don't know how it's going to break some yokes in somebody's life. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, but I know that God is faithful right now. Because he's been faithful to me. And we declare victory. So be encouraged. Leaders, use your wisdom. Shepherd the people. You got 25 members. You got, a, you got time. If you're not working full time on a job, call each one of them. Find out where their numbers at. Call them just to see how you're doing. Just to say God bless you. Take the time out to minister to the people. Just because you can't meet them in the building, take time and minister. If you really love God and you really love God's people, and this is truly the assignment you place in your life, because being a shepherd and being a pastor is not easy. You, this ain't, see, the lights are off now. Ain't no cameras on you because the crowd ain't there. So the lights are off. The cameras aren't flashing. So were you doing it just for the cameras flashing when you had the crowd in front of you? I want to encourage you. You can't do this with the crowd. There was a post when this thing first went up. He said, now you're going to see how many people are really with you or they were just a part of the audience. And I thank God for New Covenant Worship Center because I found out and I knew from that, you didn't have to tell me that, that you are a part of this thing. If you're with us, you're not just a part of the audience. You're committed to this thing. And I appreciate you. I'm telling you, I'm pulling my heart out to you because I love you and I thank God for what he's doing. Stay connected. Stay connected. And watch God continue to bless you. We love you with the love of Jesus. Come on, Pastor Nisha. you got a few melodies in your heart just to close them out. I want to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for peace. I thank you for joy. I thank you for keeping us. I thank you for watching over us, God. I thank you for the word that's gone forth. I pray that someone will receive their anointing of peace. I pray that salvation was released in your home. If anybody's out there that's not saved, I want you to receive Jesus Christ right now. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Salvation is available to you right now. Don't close out this Facebook. Don't close out this particular message right now. If you don't know Jesus, I need you to confess with your mouth. I need you to tell Jesus that I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. If you're on now and you don't have salvation, you've never received, you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, just repeat out to the Heavenly Father, I come before you as sinner. I repent today of every sin. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died and that he rose for forgiveness of my sins. And that God, I believe in my heart that you are the Lord and you are King of kings. And I want you to come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior. And God, fill me with the power of your precious Holy Spirit. 
that I may seek you for wisdom, guidance, and understanding. And I receive you today. And I receive salvation. And just like that, you're saved. Just like that, you receive salvation. So God bless you today. May God keep you throughout your week. I decree blessings of overflow, increase, unexpected income is coming your way. And that God is going to cover your homes and your families. And God, we thank you. Give us traveling mercy as we go to and fro to our various destinations. And until we meet us again, we'll be here on Thursday night, God willing, 6.30 for prayer and Bible study. Next Sunday, we'll be here again, God willing, 10 a.m. morning worship. We got another month of this. We declared, we declared, we thought we was coming out. In Illinois, they put another 30 days and we're coming out. Amen.